Hey everybody, welcome to The Buzz. Scott Tatey, Megan Miller here to talk some entertainment. We made it through the, the stadium concerts, now a lot going on at First Niagara Pavilion. We got a big show in the, in the cultural district to talk about. Beaver County on national TV Wednesday. Where do we begin? Let's start with Shrek the musical, because right. why not? How can you not? Let's start on a high note. I know you're a big fan of the movie. I know you got to see the musical. What'd you think? You know what? I think I liked the musical better. Whoa. I've seen, a, I think there's quite a few Shreks now, and I've seen the first, like, few. Um, uh, Shrek the Musical is based very much on the, you know, 2001 movie. It almost follows the plot to a T, and it is playing at the Benenum Center through uh, this coming Sunday. See, my, my only question is, how was Donkey? Oh, Donkey was fabulous. He was very, almost... I would say it's pretty even um, to Eddie Murphy's donkey yeah. movie. Like he was just, he had some good comic relief, some good lines. And, you know, I, I don't know. I was almost expecting him to come last during like the, you know, encore when they're all clapping and the standing ovation. But no, it was Shrek because Shrek was, of course, the star. <laughs> but yeah, I um, talked to you, Haven Burton, who played Princess Fiona um, last week for the preview story. And I actually got to catch it on Friday night. So yeah, I mean, it's just a really cute, um, good, you know, feel good type musical. It's good for people who usually don't go to the theater. Um, it's good for kids, but there's a lot of stuff that kids it would go right over their heads, and uh, it's funny for adults. So that's at the Benham Center through through Sunday, okay. and it's part of uh, CLO's summer series. Well, I mentioned the concert season's heating up at First Niagara Pavilion. Yeah. Looking forward to my show Thursday, the Rock Hall Three for All with Heart, Cheap Trick, and Joan Jett. That's a fantastic lineup. <clears throat> Cheap Trick's going on first. Uh, I wondered about that. If I would put Joan Jett first or Cheap Trick, I, I think you can make a good argument, but hard is the closing it out. I had a chance to talk to Ann Wilson, the singer, and we had an article this past Sunday, and she was kind of playing off the fact, yeah, it's about the Rock Hall of Fame, but they, they don't really care about that. They don't. None of the bands think that added anything to their legacy. They're, they're all about the music, and they're, they're doing all the hits. Hard has a new song out. And it's uh, a song about a girl who's kind of a beautiful mess. And, and Anne told me it was kind of inspired by Marianne Faithful, a little bit of Courtney Love in there. And uh, oh. it's a pretty good song. James Hetfield of Metallica adds a, a little bit of a vocal touch to it. So uh, I'd be curious to see how that sounds live. But Heart's always a good show. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that Heart is the closer or like the headliner. I would have just assumed it was Joan Jett. Yeah, Joan hasn't played here nearly as often. Uh, the only time I've ever seen her here was actually when she uh, played on the Warp Tour, which is oh. I'm still fathoming that I actually saw Joan Jett on the Warp Tour. But uh, it's just gonna be a great time. And Cheap Trick, just when they, they crank in the the power pop, uh, that, that's such that's such fun music. So it's a good outdoor show. I, I like the triple bill here. So I'll, I'll let you know next week what I thought. And are there still tickets available? There are, as a matter of fact. Okay. Yeah, probably not a ton, but uh, I'm sure if it was on a Friday or Saturday, it'd be closer to sold out. But uh, Still get a good seat. And then why, what else are you going to do on a Thursday night? Right. And then speaking of Friday and Saturday at First Niagara Pavilion, Saturday is already sold out. Luke Bryan returns to the region. Probably a much different crowd than you'll see. I'm thinking trip. a very much different crowd. And I'm <laughs> I'm surprised Friday night isn't sold out yet. It still could be by the time. Yeah. The last time Luke was there, wasn't he tossing beer cans out in the crowd? Oh, he was during, like, the first couple songs. So we, you know, got some <laughs> photos of that. And it's like... Okay, I get like the fun, you know, but the like the fun of it and everything. But the practical side of me is like, what if you get 
hit in the head with a beer can. Like, that is... Or what if a 15-year-old kid catches the well, beer Well, that, that's the other thing. So I don't fully get that, you know, part of it. I don't know if that necessarily adds anything. But that's, you know, kind of a shtick. And he's bringing along Dustin Lynch and Little Big Town this year. I saw Little Big Town on TV during the July 4th in Washington, D.C. And they really impressed me, I, I got to say. They're good. They opened for Keith Urban, I guess, back in 2013. And that was one of the only times that, you know, I was sitting there after they got off the stage thinking, I think this might be where the opener opening act is better than the headliner and of course that wasn't the case because Keith Urban ended up being my favorite of the year but and remember we saw them do one song with Taylor Swift yes I was going to say they were in the area last um, year for Taylor Swift but um, yeah I'm thinking they'll have more than one song this time and so yeah it's 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 a good show I mean it's a definitely like it's a light it's an entertaining evening you know they're not you know I'm still one of those people surprised by how big Luke is and I've, I've followed his career I interviewed him actually before his first show in Pittsburgh uh, met him backstage, everything. Uh, he plays this everyman kind of role, and, and that's pretty much his appeal. There's nothing too, you know, he, he doesn't seem like a distant person, a superstar. He's just like one of the guys. It's amazing he's taken that to the level he has. Yeah, I'm really surprised because, I mean, he is he is entertaining. He puts on a great show. I mean, I've seen him, I guess, three years in a row, twice at First Niagara Pavilion and then at his Heinz Field show in 2014. And, I mean, it is entertaining. I mean, there's not a lot of variation from year to year because I, he puts out maybe two songs in between, you know, every few months between shows. But, I mean, he's likable. I mean, there are, you know, 20,000 people there to, to see him. So clearly there's, you know, something there. Well, if you're still in the country music mood by Sunday, there's another show. I'm a smaller crowd, definitely, but... Uh... Charles Chip Eston yes. in town. You know him on Nashville as Deacon. And he also spent some time in western Pennsylvania as a kid, right? Uh, he lived in Carnegie until like age seven or eight or so. Yeah, he still flies a terrible time when he gets a chance. Uh, we, I know we're both Nashville fans. We, we enjoy him on the show there. It'd be interesting to see how he is as a, as a live entertainer. Yeah, I'm curious what his like set list would be. If he does the Nashville songs, if he has a lot of his own, or if he kind of like evens it out and does like a couple new ones and then a couple Nashville ones that people you know are familiar with. Because those Nashville songs are really good. I mean, they you, are. You've got some tremendous writers like, like Buddy Miller writing them and uh, T-Bone Burnett, so uh, it'll be interesting. It will. I think that'll be a good way to, like, cap off the weekend, too. It's definitely, you're getting two different types of country music, <laughs> for sure, but... One with 20,000 drunks and, and one with uh, maybe, what, seven, 600 people. Maybe. I was going to say 600, 800 people, <laughs> but... They, know, won't all, they won't all be drunk. No, it's, it should be a good one. I mean, that's, I think, the, what, the first time he's played here since Nashville, right? Should, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so I, that should be... I'm, I've been hearing a lot of commercials and stuff on the radio, so I'm curious what the turnout since the show is coming back, being picked up on, uh, what, not TN? C CMT. CMT, right. Yeah. So uh, he's got that to promote as well. So maybe he'll give us a scoop about what him and Raina's characters are going to do. Yeah, what we can expect from Deacon next season. So, and then you had an exciting week last week. Um, Samantha B was in town. You actually got to meet her. Yes, at, at the Bryant Hot Dog Shop. And you get a chance to watch it this Wednesday. Her, her TV show, Full Frontal, with Samantha B will be on TBS. She came here to interview Beaver County legislator Jim Christiani. They had a, about a 45-minute talk right right there in the hot dog shop in, in Vanport. And the beautiful thing, people just went about their business, totally almost oblivious to the fact that a huge TV crew was there and, and it was live filming and lights, camera action. And the Nobody giant cared. bus was outside. <laughs> <laughs> they were just eating their pancakes and, and having their sausage and, and just you know going about their way in Beaver County, which is, I guess, kind of the charms. Yeah, talking to Samantha, she explained why they came to Beaver County and what people can expect from the episode, and we, we have some audio of that, so let's play it. I want to ask you first, but what, what were you hoping to achieve today, coming to Beaver County and speaking with Representative Christiani? Uh, 
we were just, you know, we're, we're doing a, we're doing a very special, we're doing a very special full frontal special next week. It's going to air, so we have a second show. Normally we only do one show a week, but because of, you know, the hoopla surrounding the conventions, we're doing a second episode next week on Wednesday night. And so this interview will fold into that. We're, we're out talking to voters. We're actually out talking to voters and the people who represent them. <laughs> the people who really represent them, you know, on the, you know, the down-ballot candidates. We're interested in that. We're interested in that world. How was Jim as, a, as an interviewee? He was, he was great. Yeah, he was terrific. It was really great talking to him. I wish we could we could have spent all day with him for sure. But he <laughs> I saw him had make to you run off. He did. Yeah, he had to run off and actually vote for something. Like he had to run off and actually do his actual job, which I deeply admire. Actually, what made you your crew decide on, on this particular place, a hot dog shop for I, breakfast? Well, I think it's because I think because it's a local landmark. They have you know they were able to accommodate us. Space-wise, but also everyone comes here. This seems to be the place where everyone gravitates. So that's the strong local pull is where we want it to be. And plus, the pancakes were absolutely delicious. They truly were. And we are back on the buzz. Megan Miller and Scott Tady here, ready to talk some entertainment. Um, it was a huge concert week last week. I think it might have been our busiest week of the month, perhaps, maybe the year. We had Guns N' Roses, Justin Bieber, uh, Culture Club, Nelly, Warp Tour. Steely Dan. Yeah, it was a busy, so let's start with, how about Guns N' Roses? Yeah, one of the best shows of the year so far. Uh, boy, I, of all the guitar performances I've seen over the years, Slash gave one of the, one of the epic ones. Definitely one of the top three. I, I've seen some greats, but uh, he was just so clean sounding, so ferocious sounding. It, it just was a great time. Axl Rose. Didn't get in the way. He didn't do anything annoying. He, he was kind of fun, actually. Axel was smiling. Really? Believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. He he seemed uh, in the moment. It's not like the two of them were uh, doing uh, fist pumps and, you know, flying in midair and doing chest bumps or anything. I, I don't know if they get along very well once they're done playing, but on stage, it was a good time. At least and it was civil. <laughs> the set list was exactly what you wanted. They, they did all the great Guns N' Roses songs, and they with Paradise City, and uh, it really was. Uh, stadium shows, I'm not a big fan of usually, but th this has potential to be one of the top three or four concerts of the year oh, definitely no. yeah. now because the, of Slash now the next night I don't think you could say the same uh, thing <laughs> maybe the worst show I've, I've seen in, in a long time and I wanted to like Justin Bieber I wanted to come out of there and say you know what Justin's not so bad give him a chance but uh I just couldn't believe how he, there was so much pre-recorded music. There were times where you would hear his vocals, but his mouth was nowhere near the mic. His mouth wasn't moving. He wasn't singing. He wasn't even trying to lip sync. He, he just wasn't singing. And I, you know what? The fans didn't care. The, the, he took a poll by age. How many 11-year-olds? How many 12-year-olds? How many? All the way up to 30 when it got pretty quiet. But uh, most of them were in the 15 to 17 range. And they were singing along. And they were dancing along. You ask any of them, they had a great time with Justin Bieber. But I was so disappointed there was so much pre-recorded non-live music. And I think that is such filler. Like, why do you have to go by age? Like, start with, you know, how many are under 20 and then over 20 or whatever. And it's just like, he. it sounded like he needed just to fill time and fill space, you know, with that. <laughs> he tried to do a two-song acoustic set. And he was having trouble with the guitar and, and, and trouble with the sound and everything. And this is a three, you're three and a half months into your tour. I can't believe you're still having problems like that. And he only had two dates left, one in New York. It seems like he was just kind of crawling to the finish line. So, yeah, uh, you know, Meanwhile, I could have been at a good show like you were. I was at a great show. There was no lip singing. There was no 
problems with guitars, and these were actual musicians at mine. Um, Boy George and Culture Club, and I its I know it's only July, but it was one of the better shows I've seen this year so sure. far. I, he, Boy George, it was absolutely fantastic. He was endearing, he was charming, he was so fun to watch, and it was almost like Boy George and those other guys. How was the audience? It was good. I mean, it was a very um, like lively crowd. I mean, it wasn't quite full. It was at um, Heinz Hall in the Cultural District, so um, I would, I'm not really sure. I mean, it, there were definitely some noticeably empty seats, but um, yeah, people were grooving and dancing and, you know, they would like stand up because usually at Heinz Hall, you're seated most of the show and that was not the case on um but How were they dressed? I want to know what the audience looked like. Oh, well, the best outfit went to Boy George. He had a macaroni and cheese colored uh, pattern suit on. That's the best way I can describe it. It had like X's and O's on it and then he changed um, two more times. But there were um, rainbow colored uh, feather boas. There were, there was this great, this woman came in and she looked like she was ready to go to the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> she had on this beautiful sundress and, you know, heels and then this great, fantastic hat that would have been at the Derby. So, yeah, it was cool. I mean, it was a really great thing to see this legend. I mean, it's kind of sad that, you know, they only had, what, you know, a thousand or however many people Heinz Hall fills and then yours was sold out up the hill where there was no actual talent or music going on, so. And there were 20,000 people at the Grateful Dead or the Dead and Company show with John Mayer, so it, it was an amazing night for music, and then Ryan Adams and Noel Gallagher at Stage AE, so it, just a crazy night, and we can only be two places, and uh, I'd like to re reconsider my choice. I, mm. I'm going to stand firm with I Mine was a good decision. I know you really wanted the Sea Culture Club, so I'm glad I was able to. But. The thing is, I wanted to be able to accurately talk about Justin Bieber and be able to give criticism based on what I saw. And now I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to criticize him. Well, you had said before that you thought that you were going to walk away and think, oh, maybe he's like kind of like early stages of Timberlake or Nick Jonas, and you need to take that back <laughs> right now. <laughs> Man can hope, can he? Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. Luckily, I was able to kind of push that aside me the next night, though, when Nelly was with the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra. Now, oh, it was that a fun time. That sounds like it was a great show. Uh, it was definitely more a Nelly crowd than the Symphony crowd, judging by the way they were singing along to all the songs. But just an engaging personality and just having so much fun. He, he had a good line about, uh, you know, a lot of these people behind me in the symphony, they probably told their kids to turn my music off, not knowing one day they'd be playing it. That was funny. The whole crowd laughed. And, uh, but he, he was quick to give them a lot of praise, talk about these musicians behind me are really making me sound good, and they were. But he, he had a little band with him as well, and it was just so fun hearing the Nelly songs, just a touch of symphony. It wasn't it wasn't overdone, but, you know, some some swipes of the violin here, some some cello there. It was just enough to, to give it some cool punch, and uh, it was a great time. Do you have a favorite song that you heard? Uh, Country Grammar was fun. He, he, he covers uh, Thomas Rhett, which is kind of cool. That was an interesting. Yeah. I would have loved to have heard that one. I saw a video of Shake a Tail Feather. That was the opening song. And that was really <laughs> entertaining. Just to hear like those violins like with like that rap song. But Yeah, he, Hot in Here was good, of course. And then he, he covered Marvin Gaye, and he had a funny line afterward. He talked about how much his dad loves Marvin Gaye. And, and Ellie was like, uh, well, well, Dad, you know, I, I have sold 30 million albums, you know. And <laughs> Dad's like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. But Marvin, though. You know, Mar <laughs> he'd be more like Marvin now. So and there was one song that got touched up. It was one of the favorite songs of his grandmother who passed away Aww. about a year and a half ago. And he, it got to the point where he was he couldn't sing. He, he was kind of, you know, dabbing the tears from his eyes. And it, it brought an emotional thing to the this fun concert, which was kind of cool, too. You got to see the, the, the sensitive side of Nelly as well. Well, that's funny because I feel like everybody, when they when this concert was first announced, and even, like, when we were talking, like, oh, Nelly's with the symphony, people were like, wait, what? <laughs> and 
it, it's a different mix. I mean, those are two genres that you wouldn't necessarily put together, but it sounds like it worked really well. I'm hoping the symphony does more of this. They, they've done shows with like Peter Cetera of Chicago, and you saw the one with uh, Pat Benatar, but like you said, the hip-hop and symphony is a good mix, and I'm really hoping that because the crowd was good, so let's hope they, they do some more of these. Now, was that a sellout? Pretty close. Oh, cool. Pretty close. That's fantastic. I thought so, too. So, and then the next night, we're kind of all over the board genre-wise. Um, Vance Warped Tour was all day Friday at First Niagara Pavilion. First one I missed in 11 years. So to you, what'd you think? <laughs> it was my fourth warp Tour, and... I don't know, like we had talked about this uh, previously, but the lineup just wasn't as great in uh, past years. Uh, Joan Jett was one year, as we mentioned earlier, and Katy Perry when she was first starting out. And there were, really weren't any that, I mean, they either were popular years ago and like came back, like Yellow Card, Newfound Glory, Sum 41, um, Real Big Fish, and then ones that, you know, we've never heard of before, but there was a lot of yelling, a lot of screaming, and Metalcore seems to be like the way of the future for Warped Tour. That's my complaint with where Warped Tour has gone. It was more punk-oriented back in the day, like Annie Flag of Pittsburgh was a classic example of a band that played it, and, and they fit it. Uh, it is, it's too much screamo metal, and, and I just don't, it just doesn't appeal to me, and I, so that's why I didn't go this year. Yeah, and there's not a lot of variety. I mean, Newfound Glory, who, like, back in their day was, like, such a, like, pioneer, um, nah, that's probably a little strong, but of, like, pop, pop punk. I'd say, I think them and Blink would have been two of the... Yeah. At the head of that. 11.30 in the morning. Ooh. Like, that Ooh. was just, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what? How far we've fallen? Like, it just, I mean, they they were early, and then, you know, Real Big Fish was around lunchtime, and then Sum 41 and Yellow Card were, you know, at night. If you had Real Big Fish, you had to have less than Jake, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. they they were there as well. And it was funny, um, Chad Gilbert, um, the guitarist for Newfound Glory, he actually had said, like, kind of feels like a 2003 warp Tour with all of these, you know, people. And um, I also caught a band... Um, um, Avi and Rowe. I'm glad you did. The guitarist from Beaver Falls. Yeah, and they were really good. Like, I figured oh, I'll catch a couple of songs, you know, to see them since there, you know, is a local tie there. Stayed for the whole set. That was their third warp Tour that, that, that I'm familiar with. I, I saw them a couple times here, and they are. They're, they're melodic. It's They're a good mix of alternative rock, but uh, some good hooks. Yeah, and their lead singer, um, Evan, he was very good as well. Like, it was just an interesting... It was cool that, you know, there was a local tie, and it's like, oh, he's, like, from, you know, my backyard. Like, that's cool. But it was just a really good, and he was in a pen shirt, of course, too, because as soon as I'm like, oh, I wonder which one he is, and they come out, and I'm like, it has to be the guy in the Malkin shirt. But and We had a great photo of, him, photo of him online. Jordan Modro is his name, so go to our photo collection and, and, and read her review. It was, it was well done. Oh, thank you. So, yeah, it was a cool. Glad I went. Um, I'm hoping next year they get some more variety, maybe some different bands. I'm still waiting for, like, Blink-182 to return to Warp Tour. They could, like, the one year The Offspring came back, sort of as a throwing a bone to the, this festival to kind of help them, you know, yeah. way, way back. So, yeah. I'm hoping, like, that or a Green Day. Like, somebody, like, just really... Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I know... <laughs> I know I'm not really in touch with reality, but, like, somebody, like, just, like, a throwback to, like, those were the bands, like, all of these bands that are playing now. It's because... Yeah. Those two bands kind of paved the way, yeah. so I'm hoping one of them will. My fallout boy. <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like they would be like the minority almost because yeah. they're kind of almost too pop compared to the rest of the yelling. Yeah. So, and then you didn't have, there was a lot of Pokemon references of mine as well, <laughs> but I, you actually led in your story um, now up on our website. You were at Steely Dan um, last night. No Pokemon at Steely Dan. This this was a older, older crowd. And I, I love being with them though. I, I tell you what, we sat the whole time except when it was, Standing ovation time. Steve Winwood, opening act, got five standing ovations. He 
he did all his, his songs from Traffic, from Spencer Davis Group, from Blind Faith. It was, it was like classic rock history right there in front of you. And Steely Dan came out, did about 19 songs. And this sounded fabulous. There's, they're not a band with showmanship. There's not a lot of uh, banter or jokes or anything. They just they always have a great band with them. Their drummer was spectacular. Yeah, probably the finest drumming performance you'll see in Burgastown this year. I, I think his name's a – what is his name? Chris uh, – oh, it's in my review. What is it? Check, out my, check out my review. <laughs> you I just forgot his name. That's how great of a drummer would be. But uh, they were just fabulous. They did all the hits, uh, Reeling in the Years, Hey 19, uh, Bodistafa, which I still don't know what that is. I can look that up. Um, the only one they didn't do was Deacon Blues, but just still then, just the musicianship alone makes it worth it. And uh, I'm, I'm guessing about 6,500 were there on a Sunday uh, night. That was fine, though. Yeah, and if you actually go to our um, timesonline.com slash entertainment, that review is up now, and you can give that a read. Yeah. So. Seems a good show. Cool. And um, are you ready for this week's Love It or Low, then? Well, here's a drum roll. Yeah. That? Not as good as you'll hear at a Steely Dan show, but uh, let's start with... How about I'll start with my loathe? Okay, let's hear it. We are talking TV earlier. I'm loathing the fact on Wednesday night there's a thing called the Bravos on Bravo Network. And I watch those Bravo shows. I don't know why. I watch the Housewives <laughs> shows. I, I watch all the ridiculous uh, home improvement shows or whatever. Just, just the silliness on there, the below deck about people work on a yacht, anything. It just... It fills time, but they're having an award show for them now, and uh, to me, that's oh, these people already have terrible egos. They're reality stars, and and that's all they are. They're, they're not that talented. They're, they're just willing to go on TV. Many of these people, they're willing to argue, make fools of themselves on Flip TV. Flip tables. Right. Hello, Teresa. They, they don't realize we're kind of laughing at them when we're watching them. But I, I think the idea of having an award show is just going to fan their egos even more. They're going to miss the point. They're going to think, oh, I am special, as I win an award for some silly category. I know it's supposed to be tongue-in-cheek fun, but uh, I just don't think we need it. I, these people, the egos is, is enough. And, and I shouldn't be watching anyway. I love the fact that I watch <laughs> the Bravo Network. <laughs> kind of hate myself a little that I know most of the characters on there. But, I mean, it's all—it's already a weird dynamic because, like, these people are on TV, but then instead of just being on TV, they have jewelry lines and purses and skincare lines and books and podcasts leave the podcast to the professionals <laughs> yeah and i mean i'm not gonna lie listen to two of the real housewives i'm heather debrow and brandy glenville both have podcasts but i mean so i guess i'm part of the problem but i mean it's just i mean and then skinny girl and they just have all of these products that just aren't i mean some are better than others but they're not that good and the only reason they're selling is because they're on tv and now we're throwing an award show at them and i just i can't it's gonna make matters worse so that's my loathe Yes, that is a very good load. I have a love. Um, I was actually listening to a different podcast on um, over the weekend, and I found out about this movie that was released on Netflix called The Fundamentals of Caring. And I actually um, caught it last night, and I loved it. It was such a great movie starring Paul Rudd, and um, Selena Gomez was the supporting cast. So don't let that, you know... She was funny in the big short. She was really good in this. She kind of, it was very jarring because within the first 10 seconds of seeing her on screen, she's smoking a cigarette and dropping the F-bomb. Oh, I'm watching now. So it was just a very, because I remember her as like um, Wizards of Waverly Place, <laughs> like this cute little Disney darling. And she was really good in it. Like she was good. Um, Paul Rudd was good. It was kind of almost billed as like a dark comedy, but I would say it was more of a drama with a couple of funny lines, but it was, it was good. I, I cried twice. So it was just a very like tucked at your heartstring, you know. I heard you mention earlier, kind of like me, the Earl, me, Earl, and the dying girl, except. It was a non-manipulative version of me, Earl, and the dying girl. Did not lie to me three times throughout, so. I still like that movie. <clears throat> yeah, so that is um, on Netflix for streaming, and um, it came out last month, and it's, 
odd, and I'm wondering if it's going to, like, kind of be a trend now. This movie was at Sundance. It was, like, a critic's darling there, and it was released straight to Netflix. Check that out. And it even, like, the, under the production company, like, it has, like, a Netflix original or whatever. So it was just, it, it's an interesting thing, and I'm wondering if Netflix is going to do more of that. Their TV shows are doing well. Another Emmy nomination for Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. So yes. why not do movies as well? Like you, you said a week ago, they're taking over the world. Netflix, why not? Yeah, so it's it's kind of, it was a cool thing because, I mean, Paul Rudd and Selena Gomez, like, it's not like there are no names. Like, it was just, it was an interesting thing. And I wonder, like, how many people would actually have gone to the theater, but, you know, during a rainstorm or, you know, a Sunday night at home, watch it. And it's only like an hour and 37 minutes. So it's, hmm. it's manageable. So, yeah, it's called The Fundamental of caring, so definitely check that out. Oh, see, Selena got tired of Justin Bieber not singing. That's why. That's why they didn't <laughs> is that work what out. happened? It's <laughs> my theory. So um, that is it for this week. Thank you for joining us. Um, as always, you can find all of our stories and the latest breaking entertainment news at TimesOnline.com/entertainment. Find us at Stitcher Radio, iTunes, SoundCloud, TimesOnline.com backslash podcast. Right? Yep. So make sure you listen on all of those platforms, and um, you can also follow us on Twitter. I'm at Maggie E. I'm at Scott Tady. Thanks for listening. <laughs>